Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning to you. The homily this morning is about enduring God's tests as a pathway to healing. Enduring His test as a pathway to healing. And I wish I could point to one key verse, but I think there are several uh, verses that I would like to focus on this morning. The main point is this. That God, the tests that God introduces into our lives are a means of healing our souls. And we need to, I think, work to make that connection because we tend to resent tests by anyone, sometimes including God. We don't want to be tested and we don't see how it has anything to do with us or our well-being or our welfare. And so we have to work to make this connection. When God tests us, it is because our souls need to be healed. The first test of the blind man was a test of the man's will. And he was obedient to the Lord's command, and he came back seeing with his physical eyes. So what did Jesus say? He told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, and he could have rather logically and wisely say, what for? He did it. The Lord told him to do it, he did it, he came back seeing. He passed the test of obedience from his will in his soul. The second test was a test of the man's mind. He was placed in front of the Pharisees, and so would he believe all the lies of the Pharisees? This man is not from God. He does not keep the Sabbath. That was a lie. (laughs) How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? That was a lie. Jesus is not a sinner. Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He wasn't a sinner. You are His disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. You know, um, there were many accusations we heard in the epistle lesson this morning. Many accusations against Paul and Silas. These men are Jews and they're disturbing the city. They advocate customs which is not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. 
and the crowds joined in attacking them. And the magistrates tore their garments off of them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep, jailer to keep them safe. Having received the charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. And what did they do? What did St. Paul and St. Silas do? About midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So, for their souls and for the souls of all around them, that could hear them in their suffering, in their unjust suffering. People were drawn to Jesus Christ. We're tested today. We're tested in our own day. Here we hear things like this. How could a God of love allow suffering in the world? And maybe we don't know how to answer that. The answer to the question, I don't know. That's a good answer. Because God's ways are greater than, uh, than our ways. And we can't explain God's ways. St. Nicephorus, that we, we remem remember him on this day. St. Nicephorus suffered greatly. In his old age, when, when a, a new emperor, Leo the Armenian, who, who was an icon breaker and a heretic, threw him as patriarch of Constantinople, exiled him, exiled him. He suffered greatly in exile and died in exile. Why did he suffer? Why did that happen? Well, for one thing, so that we can know that the truth is eternal and the lie is not eternal. Died a forgotten man in exile, but not forgotten by us. 1,100 years later, we're still remembering him and his suffering and glorifying God through his suffering. Jesus was a prophet, but so was Confucius, and so was Socrates, and Mohammed, and Gandhi, and the other ones, and no one has a corner on the truth. Have you heard this? Constantine created Jesus' divinity. Until the Council of Nicaea, Jesus was viewed by many of his followers as a mighty prophet, a great and powerful man, but a man nevertheless just a mortal man. And as long as there has been a belief in the one true God, there has been killing in His name. Direct quotes from the Da Vinci Code. Direct quotes. I don't believe in organized religion because the church is corrupt. Christians 
are racist and bigots. So we get it today, too. Just like the blind man got it. Just like St. Paul and St. Silas got it. We're getting it today. We're getting our questions hurled at us today. Will we stand up to such tests? Such lies? Will we continue to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as God from eternity? That's the test. The third test of the blind man was a test of his heart. Jesus said, Do you believe in the Son of God? And he answered, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who speaks to you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And his spiritual eyes now were opened, and he saw Jesus as God. Because we don't bow down and worship a mere man. His spiritual eyes were opened and he bowed down and worshipped him as God. Jesus said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And I would like to read uh, St. Nikolai's thoughts on this. As long as Jesus is in a man's soul, he is the light of that man. As long as Jesus is in the midst of a people, he is the light of that people. As long as he is in a school, he is the light of that school. As long as he is in a workshop, he is the light of the work and the workers. Anywhere from which Jesus withdraws His presence, a total darkness prevails. The human soul without Him is hell. People without Him become a pack of famished and ravenous wolves. A school without Him becomes a poison factory of folly. A workshop without Him becomes a place of grumbling and hatred. And think of the hospitals and the prisons without him. They become dark caverns of despair. Indeed, whoever thinks on the days of his life, of days without Christ and days with him, this man has in himself a witness to the truth of those words of the Lord, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Is this not a poignant commentary on the world that we live in today, right now? Mass shooters in our society, they are famished and ravenous wolves. Our schools and our colleges and universities, not all of them, many of them, 
They have become poison factories of folly. Our political correct places of work filled with grumbling and hatred. It applies directly to where we're living today and how we're living today. Today, I'm the blind man. Today, I have to pass three tests. The test of obedience, the test of the mind, the test of the heart. It is incumbent upon us to respond appropriately to these tests that are placed in our lives by God. Why? For the healing and strengthening of our souls. All those people are bad and we're good. Maybe we're bad and we need to repent. And God has placed us in this situation, in this time, in this world, to test us for the healing of our sick souls. The Lord may ask us to do something we don't understand. We must obey Him. He may allow us to be confronted by our fellow man in such a way that we're tempted to betray Him, or at least hide the knowledge of the truth, hide the fact that I'm a Christian, because I'm embarrassed, or I don't want to be excluded. We must confess Him and proclaim Him as God, like the blind man did. We may seek and find ourselves outcasts in our own family, in our school, at our job, even in our church, or in public life, but we must believe in Him and continue to worship Him, because the tests that God introduces into our lives are a means of healing to our souls, our minds, our hearts, our wills. May we reclaim that healing that was given to us in the waters of baptism by the power and operation of the Holy Spirit and may our lives be reoriented towards obedience, towards perseverance, and towards faith. We believe, O Lord Jesus Christ our God, and we believe that Thou art the Son of God and the light of the world. We, together with the choirs of angels and saints in heaven, and Thy whole church on earth, worship Thee, O most gracious Lord. Thee and Thy Father and Thy Holy Spirit, the consubstantial and undivided Trinity, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is risen.